how are you all doing out there on the internet? I hope you are well. This is another episode of the PlayStation Report. 165, I believe. 146. 163. 163. Yeah. I am bad at numbers. My name is Frank. Alongside Tyler, as always, holding me on my bullshit. Uh, Yeah. I'm excited, Frank. Yeah, We're it's going a very to go see Avengers. Yeah, it is. Tonight. Holy shit! It's just an it's an exciting time all around Dude, here. It is three hour, a little over three hours away. Yeah, we'll be seeing Avengers. I mean, I can't wait to see that uh, fucking Captain America Iron Man sex scene that we've all been waiting for. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I heard that the one who kills Thanos is Batman. Oh. Fuck, man, that's a, that is, that would be a real twist. Batman just takes his Batmobile and just guns him down. I I mean, I couldn't believe it when I read that. Yeah, Batman with a gun. Yeah. That's, that's a real surprise here. Not that he's killing Thanos. It's just that, holy shit, Batman using a gun. Yeah. A real gun. It's no rubber bullet electrifying shit. No, it's it's just like. real deal. It is fucking hollow point rounds. He's just blowing the shit out of yeah. Thanos. It's yeah. It's Sorry really... to spoil of Avengers Endgame for y'all. Yeah, we know it's a very important thing in culture. But stunning ending. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't believe it. It's gonna be amazing to see how the Justice League and the Avengers work together. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. God, <laughs> did you see the Justice League movie? No, I, I oh. wait. Did I? She, I I don't remember it if I did. It had moments, but it was horrible. And when you compare that to any of the Avengers movies, it's quite sad. But it and it makes me sad because DC has cool characters too. Is that the one you know? where they had to bring Superman back to life? Yeah, uh, I did see it then. Yeah, just ugh. bah. They've got DC movies have gotten a lot better, but you know they've lost like the connectivity that they've been that yeah. they started to try to create which I is still haven't seen Aquaman Aquaman's uh I enjoyed it I didn't enjoy it as much as uh, a lot of people did but it's very cool visually I also didn't see Shazam Shazam's cool I like okay Shazam. yeah well maybe I have some watching to do I mean I've been I started over on Game of Thrones. I just finished season one. Okay. Cool. I love season I'm just going to keep binging, and then I'll use that free trial of uh, HBO now on Amazon, mm-hmm. and then just watch seasons five through uh, eight. Mm-hmm. Just right get through them real quick. Yeah. I might, I might actually just wait and... Well, actually, at this pace, season eight might be done by the time I catch up through season four. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, I own one through four, that's why. The second episode of the eighth season is one of my favorite episodes they ever did. Mm. So good. So awesome. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Because this week's episode is like... Whew, big stuff. And Avengers. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. So much big entertainment stuff all in one week. It's awesome. The... Uh Azerbaijan Grand Prix this weekend yeah. also I mean yeah. it's going to be probably not something you'll be able to catch live mm-hmm. but just an exciting week of entertainment yeah and we are here to talk about video games yes. and Tyler I imagine you've been very busy but have you had time 
to play any video games. Yes, yeah, some. Um, I watched you play a little bit of Sekiro. Yeah, I, I play. I, I beat the uh, Chained Ogre Sekiro when you mm. came over um, over the weekend, um, which was cool. Um, yeah, took me a few tries, but I got him. What do you think about his moves? His moves, I love the drop kicking. That's my favorite one, especially when you're on those those like steps. Yeah, he does the drop kicking downhill. It's, it's hilarious. But it's go, good. He goes for the the people's elbow on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I haven't had a chance to play it anymore since. Mm. But I just find it hilarious that you you have a mini boss and then literally the next area, another one. Yeah, and it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a spoiler, but you might be able to run past him. I could imagine you could. Yeah. That's cool. I might have to try that next time I play. But yeah, Sekiro. It's cool. Have you played more of it? Yeah, I'm at a point where there are two bosses for me to face, and I kind of need to grind for money to buy an item that will help me with one of them. Uh-oh. And the other one, I just, I'm not sure how to approach. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, but yeah, I'm I I fucking love that game. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. I uh, yeah, I just need to com- commit to a uh, to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whenever I have time, which who the fuck knows? Because the other thing I did play was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. However, <laughs> I've played uh, a large chunk of the Fate of Atlantis DLC that just dropped. Yeah. Um, and just when you thought you were done with Assassin's Creed, I know, right? And but, uh, goddamn, is it good? So, first of all, I killed all the mythological creatures in the game, which are some of the coolest quest lines in the game. Like, I, I really urge everybody that plays uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, to to give those a shot because they're really awesome, very fun boss fights. Um, that they were, they were neat to do. Uh, and the thing is with them, um, you almost don't know like what they are in a way, because it's not like a a new, it's a new quest line, but it doesn't tell you. It just seems like another side quest. Mm. So, yeah. So I actually had to look up like, what is the starting mission for each one? Cause I, I didn't even know. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon the very first one. There's four of them. And then, uh, yeah, had to do the other three, but they were fun to do. Then you got to go through this Atlantis stuff, and just the story gets completely ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers uh, at this moment with the Atlantis stuff. And I'm like, okay. But to start the Atlantis DLC, you have to do a lot of like modern day stuff, which I was like, okay. I, I'm one that I enjoy the modern day stuff probably more than most i cared about it more especially the desmond story but after the desmond story they really lost me to the point where like now i don't i just don't give a fuck but they're really trying to rebuild that you can tell between origins and odyssey really really trying and we'll see where it goes i'm interested where it goes in the next game i think the next game is going to be the the teller for me of is this going to be cool or not but you have to do a lot of modern day stuff and then you finally get to um, Elysium, which is the new area, and holy damn, is it gorgeous! It is probably 
the most stunning thing to look at in an Assassin's Creed game, period. I mean, the sense of scale of so many of these environments that you're in is just unbelievable. The lighting, the color, it's it's really, really good looking. It reminds me a lot of uh, the Curse of Pharaohs DLC from Origins, which I loved. And it's getting to this weird point of like, I'm almost more excited for the weird DLCs that they're going to do for Assassin's Creed more than the actual game. Mm. <laughs> like I think about the the Viking game and I'm like, dude, the cool shit that they could do with that, that they've done um, with Origins and now Odyssey is like, ah, I'm excited. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It introduces some, some new elements, some new enemy types. Uh, you know, it's not just a typical sword and shield guy like they... They have these different abilities, and some of them are really fucking hard. There's these guys that um, I kind of don't want to spoil it because I thought it was a cool thing for me. But there's these guys that I did not think were enemies that are enemies, and they are a motherfucker to take out. Um, but the story is really cool so far, and uh, yeah, I think I'm almost done. It's in. It's going to be three episodes. I think I'm almost done with the first one, and um, I'm I'm enjoying. Got some cool gear out of it so far uh trying to think what else there's these because i mean some of these cities are so high up and and this deals with a lot more of like egyptian god or um greek gods than in the base game uh so some of these are just so high up and, and literally climbing up can take minutes to do like it takes a long time to do so there's these really cool, like, uh, almost teleporters around and the scale of them, these structures, hmm. fucking crazy. Um, it's just such a wonder to explore. And I, I'm having a really good time. I got into like an enemy camp because that stuff is still in the game. It's almost like the whole war, uh, Athens versus Sparta thing in the base game, but it's something a little different with this one. And, uh, th- this is the only thing that just totally ticked me off got to this camp and I probably should have done the first DLC first, the legacy of the, of the, the blade, but I don't know, just didn't, I wanted to get right to this. So, uh, the enemies are at my level. I'm a level 55. They're at 55. Yeah. I'm going through this camp. I'm whooping ass. I'm sneaking through, just taking everybody out. I got probably two thirds through this thing. Uh, did missed a guy just got overwhelmed died i almost took out the whole camp almost found all the chests burned all the supplies died no checkpoints Hmm. i had to do all of that again that's that was a solid 25 minutes just out the fucking window so that that was that was really frustrating i wish i was just slightly better checkpointing throughout those things but um yeah i'm really enjoying it so far it's it's cool i think i'm gonna try to finish it sometime soon um so I could move on. The other thing I played, um, I think I started it after, well, yeah, there's two things. You and I played a game I'll talk about next, but after you guys left, I played a little bit of The Messenger. Oh. Which uh, just came to PS4 a few weeks ago. So it's it's kind of a uh, old school 8-bit side-scrolling game. Um, well, it starts that way. It does, yes, yes. And uh, it, it very much reminds me of, like, Shovel Knight, like, that sort of vibe. And 
Uh, man, I'm really loving this game so far. It's it's fucking rad. The music is really great. It's catchy. Uh, the art's cool. The levels are fun to explore. The combat's cool. It's not overly hard yet, but it's just got a decent challenge. I, I probably played about an hour and a half of it, so um, not a whole lot to it yet. But I'm I'm enjoying just exploring, taking dudes out upgrading I, I, I like you know you're just collecting these orbs and then you can turn them in to get different skills in a skill tree and so I'm enjoying doing all of that it's it's cool of like you know I have a ability where I can kind of like scale a wall and I'm throwing a fucking star at this dude in the face I'm jumping off and slashing this guy and I just keep moving moving movement's really fun in the game and so gonna play a lot more of it but I'm enjoying it think that's all i've played besides saturday night yeah we we hung out one of our buddies brought over ultimate chicken horse yeah uh that's a hell of a game yeah it is <laughs> mm. you learn a lot about the people you're playing yeah, with yeah you you learn how big of an asshole they can be at times basically what it is is it's kind of it's a multiplayer game you start there's these different levels and and it you start here you end here and it's round based yeah and you have to get to the end if you get to the end you, you score points if you take another player out you can score more points first to however many wins except each round you get a trap um or not or a know, platform be different things you're basically placing platforms and traps exactly so each person gets one item and you can either place a platform to really help you out to get to the end or you can place a trap to completely fuck everybody over if you're in the lead to try to like defend your lead um and man it, it that last match we played such a small little level that was just complete chaos by round two after the second yeah. round it was like what is happening we had like this fucking moving wrecking ball <laughs> yeah oh my god you can you can uh use like there's black holes and there's crossbows and the crossbows you can set up on like maybe a moving platform but yeah. then you can also have them shoot uh into the black hole to change their direction uh it, it, you can get really creative with this stuff and it's it's a hoot yeah i love it and it's also a platform it feels very uh floaty yeah it is kind of weird but um yeah you got a lot of air control yeah but it's an it's an excellent party game mm -hmm. to play with friends i could not imagine if it's i don't even know if it's possible to play this game by yourself maybe it is i mean it would it wouldn't be as fun no like no way. honestly this is a it's a great party game Mostly because of what other people will do to the level. It's, yeah. 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 Ultimate Chicken Horse is awesome. Mm -hmm. That's all I've played. How about you? I have, well, all right. Before I get into the hole I've fallen into, I, I, I've been playing some more driving games. I, I've been doing more Gran Turismo, to be specific. Uh, turned off all traction control. Turned off ABS. Just drive driving manual holy shit it is so much fun i, I started off like basically I, I switched to those settings and i was like all right let's start off in some slower cars and i've been building myself back up and back up and it i'm getting to a point where i can start driving some of the really powerful cars sweet and yeah it's cool i also did some drifting because they have drift trials oh 
and drifting with the wheel and the pedals mm-hmm. is so much fun because you, you have so much more precise control with the steering wheel to get the right amount of counter steering and with the throttle to make yeah. sure you're yeah i can imagine that's fun it is so much fun when you get wow. it right oh my god it's awesome yeah that, i've been having a lot of fun with that um but tyler a lot of my time has been spent playing apex legends i've seen you've been you've been tweeting about it yeah getting any wins dude i got i got a win today before i came here awesome yeah, yeah i mm, it, i had a clutch teammate at the end mm. yeah uh so like I, okay i had four kills that match it was i wasn't i wasn't dragging ass too much but mm-hmm. when we came to the last encounter uh but both teammates got down me and the other teammate got down and this guy he had his he had his peacekeeper and the other team made the mistake of going in with smoke oh they they popped smoke to try to make an approach our guy just hid in the smoke and just popped him with the peacekeeper in the face yeah like got all three of them makes sense wow that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was as as soon as I went down and I saw it was only one of our guys left and all three of them, I was like, "Oh fuck, we probably blew this one." Yeah. And then I, I just oh, stuck wow. around to watch, and I was like, "Oh shit, he fucking pulled it off." That's awesome. But yeah, man, I, I'm getting pretty good though. Um, shooting wise, I'm I'm very comfortable with almost every single weapon in that game. The only weapons I don't particularly like are the burst fire weapons. Really? I I just don't really care for burst fire. Um, which is blasphemy considering how much I played Call of Duty 4 with that M16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I, I'm just having so much fun. I had my longest uh, down, uh, from, from longest distance knockdown at 423 meters. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, did that with a longbow. Damn. That's awesome. I'm, I'm loving the longbow, man. It's mm. so good. Mm. It's a hell of a game. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm getting up through the battle pass. I think I'm at level 16 now, 16 or 17. Yeah, I that can't battle remember. pass is a goddamn grind. It is. Um, yeah, there's no. I I'm not excusing it, but I'm I'm just having fun getting, just playing. It's it's <laughs> fun. I wish there was more like maybe challenges to do to help you yeah. go through the battle pass quicker. Yeah, and that that's one that of the changes smart. that uh, Rocket League just made um, okay, with their cool. battle pass. Yeah, you can gain a level in your battle pass by leveling with the experience, mm-hmm. and also they now have introduced weekly challenges, which will get you bonus pips on your. Uh, yeah, there you go. On your battle pass. Yeah, that's that's a smart thing to do. That's something that Fortnite did right off the bat that I think was yeah. pretty smart. And the challenges aren't things that will necessarily, like, tilt, like, uh, the gameplay. Like, a lot of, like, the challenges aren't going to make other players play like assholes just to get to the challenge. They've been pretty smart with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to keep playing Apex, man. <laughs> it's an addicting game. Yeah. It really is. I, I I've just been... I've been feeling it, man. I I keep landing my shots, and it's it feels so good, especially at long range. And like there, there was this moment my teammate frustrated me. I was pinging him from like three hundred meters out with my longbow, and the, to the point where they were just like trying to pop at, pop their head out, and I'd not I'd hit them, and then they'd get back behind cover and try to heal up and get their shields up. Mm-hmm. I had them pinned down, and like it. 
It was only a matter of time before the circle started closing in and hurting them. But our guy decides to fucking dive in. Mm. And then, man, yeah. it was just, it just went to shit after that. Sometimes the long game, the waiting game can be your best friend. Yeah, and I, like, I don't know why he moved in like that yeah. because I was pinging him with the, with the sniper rifle. Like, they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like that one game that we probably should have had but our teammate just rushed in yeah and like you and i weren't ready yet at all Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of got swamped stuff gotta be smart about when you move yep Uh, i i have been uh playing a lot more octane and god octane is so much fun (laughs) he's just so fast Mm -hmm. so cool yeah that's enough on that um I think that pretty much covers everything I played because when I booted up, oh God, I was good. I boot up Battlefield Five to try to play that Firestorm, have an update, mm. and then I was like, out of just curiosity and like wanting to go back to something, I I booted up Darkest Dungeon, needs an update. Gotcha. Like, ah, yeah. that is That's the story s- of games right now yeah. for me. Yeah, if definitely. I haven't played them in the last week, there's an update. That's why uh, every once in a while I just go through my library and I'll go through like almost every game and just check for update. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, you'll end up with like 15. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. But it can be worth it. Yeah, but that uh, that pretty much does it for the games that I've played. It is about time we get in here with the light bit of news we've got this week. Not yeah. too much. Um, but we do have NPD numbers for the top selling games of March. And I'll bring us from 20 to 11 if you'll bring us from 10 to 1. Yeah. Uh, at 20, we've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 19, Borderlands, which is probably that uh, remaster they just put out. Um, 18, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 17, Battlefield 5. 16, Minecraft. 15, Far Cry New Dawn. 14, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. 13, Jump Force. 12, Mario Kart 8. And at number 11, Anthem. Let's see. Number 10, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. 9, Yoshi's Crafted World. 8, Grand Theft Auto 5. 7, NBA 2K19. 6, Red Dead Redemption 2. 5, Smash Ultimate. 4, Devil May Cry 5. 3, MLB 19, The Show. 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And number 1, the division two yeah awesome to see sekiro so high um i believe the division two was the jump to the sixth best opening for a ubisoft game yep and sekiro is the second best behind for from software behind dark souls 3 awesome. uh, mlb the show 19 having its best year and the best year for baseball video games switch was the best-selling console of the month i mean makes sense mm-hmm PS4 maybe slowing down a little bit, although still selling very well. I think it's great to see. Um, yeah, I mean those top twos awesome. Devil May Cry Five still up there, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty solid list. Yeah, Anthem falling down a little bit was the number one game in, in February. Yeah, I, I mean there aren't necessarily too many surprises on this list. No. If I'm being honest, no. Um, I do have a few more stats for the month. That's not in the Game Informer article that we just read. Um, the top 
10 best-selling games of 2019 so far. Mm. Number 10, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Nine, Black Ops 4. Eight, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Seven, Smash Ultimate. Six, Jump Force. Pretty shocking there. Five, Red Dead Redemption 2. Four, Resident Evil 2. Three, Anthem. Two, The Division 2. And number one is Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Still. But I imagine that won't last too much longer. Yeah, it's still early the in the year. Still the first half of the year. Yeah. I imagine The Division will probably move up there. But, uh, you know, great to see, like, Resident Evil on there. Jump Force, Sekiro. Um, it's up there. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Interesting, you know, we, we talked a lot last year about, like, who's going to sell better, Red Dead 2 or Black Ops 4? But it seems like Red Dead's been having maybe a longer tail because it's been a little bit higher than Black Ops 4 for the past few months. So, And then also, uh, the industry saw an 11% drop in sales for the month, down roughly down to roughly 1.2 billion from last month's or last March 1.3 billion 2019 on the whole is down 2% from 2018 roughly a 70 million dip in sales yeah, we're gearing up we're gearing up for the next generation man yeah. and also I mean there just hasn't been as massive of titles in yeah. 2019 so far compared to 2018 so yeah uh, let's jump over to the free-to-play side here. We've got some words about Respawn and Apex Legends. Uh, there was a report here done on Kotaku. Uh, where they did it. All right, so a lot of this comes from a blog post on, a, on I guess, EA has a blog. Um, but base, a lot of this is trying to explain like the reason why they haven't been putting out updates as fast as people may have expected uh so let's see what do we have um trying to pull some quotes out here but the basic gist of this is that they have created a studio culture that they feel is healthy and they're trying to build their content roadmap around maintaining their current like their current uh work place uh just the environment they're working in they're trying to maintain a healthy workspace while and then planning around that rather than the other way around <laughs> yeah i think this this is awesome to hear that they're kind of taking a stance and saying you know we're not going to kill kill our team you know, just to get some new skins out for people, you know, I yeah. mean, that, that stuff will be there. The game will always be there. And in a weird way, like, I don't know, it's kind of a double edged sword. You don't put stuff out fast enough. Maybe your game starts to fade away, but you, you trick trickle out things maybe over a longer period of time. People might stay engaged a little bit more because when they just might drop off, there's the next thing, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and I've got a quote here from here. We know that in addition to addressing issues with the game, everyone is hungry for us to add new content. The studio culture that we've worked hard to cultivate and the health of our team is very important. We take those things into account when we discuss con the con our content roadmap, the long the pr eh, the production schedule, and the frequency in which we can update the game. Our long-term goal is to ensure Apex Legends always feels alive and thriving with a focus on quality of content over novelty or speed of release. At the same time, we want to maintain our culture as a development team and avoid crunch 
that can quickly lead to burnout or worse. And this is just the exact mirror image of what we see happening over at Epic Games and Fortnite. Yeah. And I'm just going to scroll down to... Okay, let's see. Well, before we read this, like Polygon has a really yes. big, lengthy story on um, how Fortnite's success led to months of intense, cr- of intense crunch at Epic Games. That's the title of it. It's a pretty lengthy in uh, detailed article, kind of like what Jason Schreier Kotaku did for Anthem. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. Which this one's potentially a little bit more interesting because Fortnite is like the biggest game in the world right now. You know? So, all right. So here's a quote from an employee. I work an average of 70 hours a week. There's probably at least 50 or even 100 other people at Epic working those hours. I know I know people who pull 100-hour weeks. The company gives us unlimited time off, but it's almost impossible to take the time. If I take time off, the workload falls on other people, and no one wants to be that guy. Ugh. Mm. I mean, that that that's sad. That sums up a lot of uh, crunch right there uh, throughout the whole industry, in a way. You know, you, you just feel that pressure to not uh, want to, to give up or, or not want to take a break because you don't want to be that person, you know, and you don't want your your higher up management to look down of like, well, that guy doesn't have him have it in him. Why would we ever uh, promote that guy or, you know what I mean, or give them a a big uh, role in the next project or something, you know, there, there could be some downsides to that. And that's, that's a shitty culture to be in. You don't ever want that. I couldn't imagine working an average of 70 hours a week. I've only had to work 70 hours a week, a few times in my life. Yeah. And it's fucking brutal. You know, like it's just like your whole life is just gone when you're working that much. Yeah. It's so, crazy. All right. So here's another chilling quote. All management wanted was people who are disposable, said a source. The situation is, come in and do as many hours as we need you. They put the contractors in a situation where if they don't do that over time, they know they're not coming back. That's sad. One senior guy would say, just get more bodies. That's what contractors were called, bodies. (laughs) And then we're done with them. We can just dispose of them. They can be replaced with fresh people who don't have the toxic nature of being disgruntled. Yeah. Basically, there's a lot of crunch with Fortnite because they constantly update it all the time. They do like an update every week, so there's always like constantly work to do, and it's this cycle that is never broken because Epic's uh, trying to keep the game on top for as long as possible. And I, I always wondered that, like when we were playing Fortnite a lot, how many updates we would get all the fucking time, and I'm like, how are they doing this like so quickly? How are they reacting so fast? And it turns it out it's abuse your workforce. Yeah, it's just a, a hell of a lot of work, and I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. Kudos to Respawn for kind of taking a stance on that. Yeah, and I, I'd say, especially in this case, a lot of this refers to what the executives want and then management just folding over for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, a lot of this... A lot of this is on management. I, I will say executives are absolutely to blame for this to be being so, like, 
we have to be the game, the only game in this genre that is dominant. Yeah. It, it, like a lot of that happens there, but also managers need to learn when to say no to their higher ups. Yep. Like they're, it's just, hmm. Yeah. This quotes. So crazy. yeah. Okay. Oh. I was just going to say this one here. I was working at least 12 hour days, seven days a week for at least four to five months, said one source. At least that was, or no, a lot of that was having to stay at work till three or four in the morning. Um, and, and, and I think in, in this case, I think this sort of stuff is there's a difference between drive and wanting to do that stuff wanting to work that much and to achieve something and then having the pressure to do that yeah which seems to be a lot of the sort of crunch in the industry uh, i have no doubt there's you know indie teams and all that stuff where like they're very passionate about what they do and this is their their life they want to do that stuff but when you're feeling like you have to work 12 hours a day seven days a week just, just to, to keep your job dumb, yeah, yeah just to appease someone above you that's maybe going home every day and only working 40 hours a week like fuck that shit that's that's not a healthy environment for anybody that's not healthy for you know the person mentally emotionally all that you're not going to do your best work when you're constantly working like that there's no fucking way it's ridiculous i mean what is it after like 50 hours oh you know for a week like it's like your your workload and quality just totally just drops off after that it's just sad yeah uh it i mean it's kind of like you you had to have seen this like this is something that was probably pretty transparent like you you hear about crunch at other other places just trying to finish like a finish a game and then you look at what Fortnite is doing week in week out trying to just pump shit out so fast it's almost a no-brainer that yeah this shit's probably happening there because like it's it's sad that you have to assume that but like it's (laughs) and at least from this quote it seems like Fortnite was kind of the game that's done it for epic of um this here. Some employees said that working for the company offered many positives, including good wages, an excellent bonus system, career progression, and a lively social scene. One source said that they had never personally experienced crunch despite working on Fortnite and described Epic as the ideal employer. So, money. It's all, all about that money. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> hmm. Crazy. It sucks, but but I'm really glad that that a lot of these stories are happening. You know, the industry needs to talk about crunch more. It needs to get better. You know, games will always be there. We can always wait for the next game if it takes longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it just uh, sucks. Yeah, I don't think any game is worth what the environment that's being described here. No, like, I don't think any not. anything is really worth worth working yeah. this much. Yeah, much less a fucking video game. Think about some of the updates. Like, was it really worth it to get those skins out to put that dumb fucking gun in the game? It's just not really worth it to me. All right, let's let's get off of that and on to another. Not necessarily a. Not the kind of trash fire that Epic is having, but uh, it seems like to... NetherRealm has a little bit of a... 
we'll try to speed through some of these here. Yeah, yeah. So NetherRealm launched with a few problems with their crypt thing. It, mm-hmm. um, the single-player kind of stuff being a little bit grindy with microtransactions being attached to it a little bit. They said they're working on it. <laughs> yeah. It seems like that's kind of the biggest problem with Mortal Kombat 11 is how grindy and sometimes unrewarding it is that you'll go into crypt and do all this mm-hmm. stuff, but not get the rewards. So good that they're working on that, but also like NetherRealm has made great games recently, and, but I feel like they put a little bit more emphasis on microtransactions every single time. Just a little bit. They just, they're just dipping their toes in. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to see what they can get away with. Yeah. World Combat X, or 11 though. Great reviews. Mostly. Yeah. The board. Looking good. I will say I don't agree with their inclusion of Ronda Rousey. As a voice, no, she's a a terrible actor, b a transphobic piece of shit, and c a Sandy Hook truther. Really? Yep. Did not know that. So yeah, there. I don't know what value they saw in casting her, but obviously not worth it. She's not a great actor. Did you see the movie she was in? No. Did not. Not great. That name, dude. It's a big name. I guess so, but at a certain point, it's just not worth it. Oh, Days Gone. Already has plans for free DLC in June. There's going to be a survival difficulty mode. uh, And, yeah, there are going to be bike horde and combat challenges. It's an open world game. I guess they're going to go with that model of, hey, there's new stuff to do in our open world. Yeah. Reviews, embargo. Yikes. Uh, um, Some of it. <laughs> yeah, game... It seems to be mostly, like, the game is, like, not great, like, okay, very average sort of thing. Some people, they're digging it, but... Yeah. But also, Talk I saw... Well, hmm. I'll let you. I'll let you play more before uh, the slave before stuff. we talk more. Yeah, yeah is, where yeah. the protagonist is participating in a slave trade economy, yeah. which, <laughs> hey, not great, y'all. Weird. I. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but at least from a high level, like just seeing reviews and scores and stuff, makes me a little sad for Sony Bend. Yeah, it's been a long time since they put out a game, and I know they've had some cancellations and stuff. But man, Days Gone it's supposed to come out a few years ago, <laughs> and they just kept delaying it. And okay, yeah, almost in a weird way. And I think Days Gone's probably better than uh, the game I'm about to say, but it's almost like, um, and it wasn't. Uh, at least it didn't have as long of an announcement to release. A little bit of uh, PlayStation's Crackdown 3, mm, one could say. Yeah. Of like a huh. game announced a long time ago, just kept delayed, 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 and it comes out, and it's maybe going to be a, like a fart in the wind sort mm-hmm. of thing. Probably not going to move the discussion in too many Game of the Year talks. No. And it's kind of weird. Uh, maybe, maybe not weird, but it, it stinks that Sony's had such a high bar for quality exclusives. Mm-hmm. Recently, past few years, and days gone, not landing where it should. All right, uh, Overwatch is introducing some creation tools for custom games. Uh, 
it's currently in their test server on PC, but we'll see. It will eventually get rolled out. But yeah, custom yeah. games. I think it's a very cool thing. Kind of weird that they haven't had had something like this. It's, yeah, it's, I feel like Overwatch has been out for, what, three years now? Yeah. I mean, this is a cool thing to add, but I'm like, man, this could have been awesome a year or two ago. Um, but yeah, you can be able to change a lot of stuff. Floor is lava mode. You can do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Quickly through Persona 5 news here. Persona 5 The Royal, which is an expanded version of the game that adds a new character. Uh, releasing in Japan this year, North America next year. You excited? It's it's adding new story content, getting new third semester. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this should be pretty cool. Um, probably not gonna. I was debating replaying Persona Five, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just wait. Yeah. And then the big shocker, yeah. Persona Five S is uh, Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. It's a Musou-type game, uh, playing around with the... It's very, it's a very stylish Musou, which, you know what, I might be able to get down with. Yeah, I think Persona and Musos, that, that could work pretty well, but definitely not what people saw coming. People kept thinking <laughs> this was on Switch, and like, man... But this one is coming to Switch, to yeah. be fair. But everybody thought that the actual Persona Five was going to come to Switch. Yeah, I mean, people are people are salty about this. Mm-hmm. Y'all, Persona Five will come to Switch one day. Just, yeah, it's it'll, the, the Royal will probably come later next year. Like I imagine, I didn't see if they mentioned anything specific, but the Royal coming out next year, I expect like in the spring for PlayStation. And P- PlayStation, PC, and uh, Xbox, and then probably later that year it'll come to Switch. Yeah. Be per- patient. Persona's they, worth they the wait. Don't put Persona Five on Switch, man. Missing a boat. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect game for Switch. Yeah. Cool. It, you know, it's interesting how Atlas always kind of experiments with the Persona IP. You know, they've explored multiple different genres with it, so. See how a Musou turns out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the final bit of news for the week. Anthem fixes major problems and delays everything else. This is from Game Informer as well. Uh, so they released the 1.1 patch today to introduce some quality of life changes. Um, you'll be able to change... One of the big things I saw, you'll be able to change your loadout out in the field. So you'll actually be able to change your weapons when you're mid-mission. Um... You can get contracts. Uh, okay. Hmm. Let's see. I believe you can get contracts as well and missions without returning to Fort Tarsus. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other stuff they're doing is delayed, like their calendar for their Act 1 stuff. Yep. has been pushed a little bit in favor of these changes. Um, Free play events, their cataclysm, their mm -hmm. raid-like event, all that coming out later. I mean, I think it makes sense. You'd want to prioritize making the game fun that's there, Mm -hmm. just a more enjoyable experience before people maybe come back. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they don't necessarily have an updated roadmap, but uh, we'll get it out to you if they do put that up there. 
And then finally, this week, some video games released. Not as many video games as every other week, yeah. thankfully. Oh my uh, goodness. Do you, do you want to get us started? Wow. Dude, there is, f- what, six games on this list? Yeah, what six is- games. Let's just do this. Crank Dude, it out, Tyler. What's happening to the video games? A chair in a room, Greenwater on PlayStation VR. This eerie and atmospheric thriller immerses you in your own horror story using a number of locations, flashbacks, and memories that are often jarring and disorienting. You solve clues and puzzles to piece together your past, unlock your memories, and reveal why you have awoken in the sinister Greenwater Institute. Maybe that's where the games went. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Day D through time is the next game on PlayStation 4. Brian is a gifted eccentric scientist who has created a time machine and traveled into the past. But his former friend, Dr. Terrible, is already here. He created a time machine before, Brian. Can you stop, Dr. Terrible? This adventure is full of mysteries, adventure, and of course, journeys through time. Days Gone. PS4 Digital and Retail. Days Gone is an open-world action-adventure game set in a harsh wilderness two years after a devastating global pandemic. Play as Deacon St. John, a drifter and bounty hunter who rides the broken road, fighting to survive while searching for a reason to live. Mm. I read that this game is 60 hours long. Oh. Which I... I I wonder if it needs to be. I haven't even played 60 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, I think about that, and I'm like, I put in perspective of Days Gone, like, Jesus. (laughs) I don't even think it takes 60 hours to beat uh, Witcher. Although... No. Mm, It's probably close. Okay. I think it's probably close. Hmm. Next up is Jupiter and Mars on PlayStation 4 and also VR. Jupiter and Mars is an underwater adventure set in a future Earth. Sea levels have risen from melting ice caps and climate change. As a result, the coastal cities are all but completely submerged. Since man's disappearance, the oceans have begun to reclaim themselves. Will Jupiter and Mars succeed in bringing life back to the oceans? I have no clue what this game's like in terms of gameplay, but at least the art reminds me a little bit of Star Wall. Remember mm, Star Wall? Yeah. <laughs> back in the day on PS4. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 on PS4. Digital and retail. MK is back and better than ever in the next evolution of the iconic franchise. The all-new custom character variations gives unprecedented control over your fighters. And the new graphics engine showcases every eye-popping moment. Mortal Kombat's best-in-class cinematic story mode continues the epic saga over 25 years in the making. Mm. And finally, the last game on the list is Zerotopian or Zeroptian Invasion <laughs> on PlayStation 4 and Vita Digital Cross Buy, taking inspiration from old school arcade shooters from the past and adding in some modern touches. Zeroptian Invasion is this decade's answer to the arcade shooters of yesteryear, with increasingly difficult gameplay, stunning pixel art, and a chiptune soundtrack. Right on. Apparently there's a sale on Avengers movies. Yay. And also this graphic says Marvel Studios, the first 10 years. Great. I mean, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah. You can also watch My Hero Academia Uncut Season 4. Woo, baby. Shit, that's out, that's out on fun. Mm, hmm. Out on fun of me. You know what? Maybe I have some anime to watch. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I'm so excited for Avengers, man. Yeah. Can't believe we're seeing it. We're going to go do that. Tyler, you're going to check in with Days Gone. But we won't be talking about that next week because we have something special for y'all. We'll be recording the first week of May-ish? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So not next week, the week after, we're going to be talking about, you will talk about Days Gone. I imagine I will play and hopefully have beaten Sekiro by then. Yes. Anything else you plan? Sekiro. Holy shit. Anything else you plan on? Well, I discovered through a friend who has been playing this game that I am actually anywhere between a half and three quarters of the way through the game. Oh, wow. Awesome. Right on. Um, I have some time to play tomorrow night, so I'm going to try to finish that first uh, episode in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. Fate of Atlantis DLC. That and maybe a little bit of Messenger. We'll see. Nice. So, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. If you need to get in contact with us, well, it's going to be a while until we record another episode. Uh, But stack up those emails at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at PS Report Podcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. Five stars, baby. Do it. You need to find me you can do that at the arctic sloth you can find tyler and his youtube channel and an avengers review by the time you're hearing this oh i don't know when we, that gets uploaded soon around yeah. the time this comes out It'll you'll be, be able out. to you'll be able to see an avengers thing over yeah. on plugged on vids that's twitter and youtube plugged on vids tyler i'm excited to go see avengers how about you yeah me too. I'm also excited to hopefully do some ch- ultimate chicken horse. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> very very soon. All right. Until next time, folks, be good to each other. Play your video games and...